Hey, what's going on, folks? It's another week. This is the Live Life Progressive Show. Sensor Hogan, Mike Mahler. What's going on, man? Well, I'm excited about our guests today, you and me. <laughs> because guess what? <laughs> yeah, I like those guys. Guess like what? Because guys. out of the last 15 <laughs> episodes we've done, guess which episode ranks the highest? The one, we, the, actually, not the one we just did, but the one before that, the one you and I did back in, I think it was last month. Yeah. I mean, that's our highest ranking episode. <laughs> hey, so the people have spoken. Fuck guests. So it's going to be us from now on. How about that? <laughs> well, I mean, it is the Live Life Aggressively show with Mike Mollard, Sincere Hogan, and not a bunch of other motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so the people have spoken. No more guests, folks. So stop sending in your guest recommendations. It's just going to be us from now on. Because nine times out of ten, that guest is probably flaky. <laughs> and you reach out to them, and they say they're going to be on the show, and they don't show up. You know, or then they come like after the show is recorded, like, hey, man, I'm here. Yeah, two days later. This is not the day we said we were recording. Check your email again. So a lot of times your your guests they're kind of dumb <laughs> as far as mentally. They have book sense, but common sense not so much. So yeah, so yeah. So how about this? Just send us questions like you've been doing, and that actually will address those in future shows. That's how we build content instead of having a bunch of jackasses on there who will probably come on the show and then leave the show and won't care about you. You know, the listeners. So, yeah, they try to pitch something, which we don't let them get away with that anyway, which makes it fun for us if they try to pitch something. <laughs> oh, God, we, we need one of those guys on there. In fact, yeah, send one of those guys over to us. That'll be a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody just sit there and try to promote their stuff through the whole show, we're just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have like some that. good guests next month. We have got, we've got Charles Poliquin, <laughs> yeah. Ryan Holiday's coming, Dr. Julio Garcia in November. My friend Rohit yeah. Kalra is going to talk about building financial success, how to manage money properly. I mean, it's, and that's just in time because that's going to be around the yeah. holidays when people really need to know about that because that's most of the time when people go broke. Broker, <laughs> I should say. Because sometimes you're spending way beyond your means as it is, and then the holidays comes on and most people shop – because of guilt. Well, I need to buy this and I need to buy this because I don't want people thinking of me a certain way and blah, blah, blah. I don't want their feelings getting hurt. But are their feelings going to get hurt when you're in debt? And then you could probably have to come to them and borrow some money. <laughs> buy, buy a are bunch of people bad? stuff they don't need. You know, the, bad, you know, they the, don't need or the want. best gifts for people, in my opinion, are donations to charities, right? So you pick, you pick exactly. whoever the person, the recipient's favorite charity is and make a donation. And if they don't appreciate that, then they don't deserve a gift at all. <laughs> you know, no, no, what is no. what, what does that say about it? If someone said, "Hey, man, I made a, a couple hundred dollar donation in your name for this," I'd be like, "Wow, thanks a lot. That's awesome." <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, like, "Oh, for real? You just send me the money." <laughs> Are you really gonna be that guy? <laughs> that way, it's not something that's just gonna end up in someone's closet, or it's gonna end up at the Salvation exactly. Army. It's gonna end up because that's the usually garage. what happens when you yeah. buy me. If anybody's buying me clothes and all the other stuff for like gifts, man, for birthdays or whatever else, eventually, because nine times out of ten, you probably don't know my style. Exactly. Anyway. Bingo. It's, and it's, it's going to end up at the Star of Hope mission in Houston. They're going to get it. So on behalf of the Star of Hope, thank you for your donation. Because <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I don't need is more clothes. Okay? No. I'm, I'm good. No, no doubt about it. Well, we got some fun stuff to talk about today. Just a few shout outs before we get to that. Wanted to give the following people some praise for using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off some great products. We got James Davis, Stefan Capusta, Eric Henderson, David Cohn, Leslie Patterson, Kevin O'Dell, James Colabufu, <laughs> and I'm sure I just butchered that name. I'm sure it sounds a lot cooler than what I just Colabufu. <laughs> Jen Kramer, Peter Frissel, Evan Owens, all using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off some great products at MikeMahler.com and support the show. 
And then also Joe Vilpa made a donation to me by PayPal. He, he didn't he didn't want to do a monthly occurrence. So okay. it's, he just sent us. So I'll, I'll give you a heads up on that one. He just sent us a donation to show his support. So thank you, Joe. Yeah, appreciate that. And speaking of those monthly donations, um, we also have our latest Patreon supporters of patreon.com slash LLA show. Excuse me, LLA podcast. One of these, I'll probably have to change the URL and let it match the, the way we've changed the name now. But anyway, so big shouts out to Chris Webb, Ben Buchanan, and David Wilson. See, very simple name. Like <laughs> no one got That's usually what I look on, for on my behalf. Names. I got, nah, I'm not going to be able to pronounce yeah. that. But today, where I was running a little late, so I just went in my shopping account and just, or shopping cart and just grabbed the first several names I saw. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys for being a monthly contributor to the show over patreon.com slash LLA podcast. You can go over there and pledge $5, $10 or more each month to the show. Helps us keep the show going and growing, keeps crappy advertisers off this show. You know, so we won't be selling you the panties of the month and all that other <laughs> stuff like that. And, you know, the edible dildo of the month or anything like that. You don't have to worry <laughs> about any of those things happening on this show. Get out the red panties. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. People oh, man. pitching so, a bunch yeah, of man. stuff they don't use. Exactly. I'm like, really? A dollar dollar a month just for a razor? Is it that serious? <laughs> I mean, I, you're, you're looking at a dude who hasn't cut his hair in like 25 years. But I'm just wondering, is it, uh, you know, as far as shaving, I use clippers. So but I'm just like, yeah, is it too. that serious now? That I mean, you, but, I, but, but, but so it's, it's funny to me that people create problems that don't exist. It's like, who has time to go to the <laughs> store anymore and buy razors? I was like, you don't have time to go to the store to buy razors. Aren't you there anyway for other stuff? You know, I don't, you know, and then you buy razors in addition to deodorant and shampoo and every other, all the other necessities. So what's next? The deodorant of the month club? Like, yeah. hey, join the deodorant of the month club. Are you tired of buying deodorant at the grocery store? Isn't that why they call it grocery store? Shouldn't we be buying groceries that we eat and not putting our armpits? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Is it that serious, man? Just deodorant, man. Just, I mean, come on. <laughs> So, yeah, man, that, that's, that's always hilarious to me. Some of these podcasts I listen to and I hear some of their sponsors, I'm like, gosh, we're not going to be those guys, right. <laughs> okay, if it's anything we do. But the only way that can happen is you guys continue to support the show using that coupon code LLA at both of our websites or Patreon supporters or sharing the episode with people who are going to do the following two things, the, the report mentioned two things I just said. So there you go. Now. Quite a few things going on, oh. man, that we're talking about today. You've got some interesting things that you want to bring sure. up. And I've got something for all my coffee lovers. So at the time that we're recording this show, it is National Coffee cool. Day. You know, so that is that is my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I just thought it's appropriate to bring up some things for coffee that some of the folks have been emailing me and sure. asking about. But um, let's get let's get into some more things as far as supplement wise, man, and some of the things that you discovered. From yeah, there's research. been some interesting developments on the testosterone front. And I'm seeing more and more researchers come on the same page of not denigrating sex hormone binding globulin as much as they used to. A lot of us always profess that sex hormone binding globulin is what makes your testosterone deactivated, inactive. So the goal is to lower that and, in essence, free it up, make it more active. But in reality, sex hormone binding globulin has a very important purpose, which is to transport testosterone to places where it can actually be utilized. So it basically takes testosterone, binds it, and then it transports it to the muscles, the liver, the heart, the cells. So it's actually a very useful hormone. It's not something you want to lower to undetectable levels. So that's why I always say that you want to go by how you feel more than numbers on a piece of paper. We've talked about this before where someone will get their readout. And then they're like, oh, you know, I was hoping my testosterone would be 800 and I was hoping my free would be off the scales. 
I was like, yeah, but you told me before you got the test that your sex drive has been off the chain, that you're waking up with sledgehammer erections every morning, that you're chasing <laughs> your wife around the house, that your work sh- workouts are off the chain. So who cares about a bunch mm. of numbers on a piece of paper? Go by how you feel because on, on the other end, sometimes you have numbers on a piece of paper which look great, but you still feel like crap. So something's wrong there. Maybe it's a good number for someone else, but it's not enough for you. Maybe 600 is a good total for me, but if you have that, you feel like crap. You need to be at 900 or more to feel great. So we're all individuals here, and it's not going to just be one set of rules that applies to everybody. But one thing that's undeniable is if you have a very high sex drive and your mood is great and your workouts are strong, those are undeniable results. Those aren't placebo things. Those are clear signs of health. Because I always say the one thing that shows clearly how healthy you are is your sex drive. If you have a non-existent sex drive, you're not healthy at all. It's impossible to have a very low sex drive and be healthy and vibrant and in a thriving state. Right. And don't don't mistake, you know, having a low sex drive with, well, I'm not attracted to the person I'm with. Okay, that that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a low sex drive. You just you, But here's the thing, if somebody still walks by you or the wind blows and you still get a rock hard erection, you don't have a low you don't have a, That's a, a sexy low sex wind drive. right you just there. Have a bad, <laughs> that wind. Mm. That is the quote of the week right there. That is a sexy wind. Tell right? you, every time that wind blows, whoo. Woo! Man, look out. <laughs> Tell me, I'm talking about a <laughs> that was, The job that window uh, is incredible. Yeah, but it just goes to show with hormone yeah. optimization is still a relatively new field, so we're, we're just learning more and more as time goes on. So I, I, just, I just find it interesting. I just find it really interesting how as people get smarter and more information arises, how it often contradicts things. But that you can say that about any field. Any field of knowledge, any scientific field, period. And the common denominator here is, again, people getting caught up in the numbers, in the numbers, in the numbers. People get caught up in the numbers from the time they get on a scale. They start a new training program. Two weeks later, they're like, well, I'm not losing any weight. (laughs) In fact, I've gained weight. Like, no, you've gained muscle, okay? (laughs) That's the thing. You're actually – and who cares? How do you feel? Well, I mean, I feel better. I feel strong, and I'm sleeping well. And I'm like, oh, so what are we talking about right. right now? Why do we care what a scale is talking about? I was like, can you just do me a favor and, like, look here. Tomorrow we're going to go and use sledgehammers, and we're going to smash the tire. Bring your scale so you can give us something else to target while we're smashing that tire so we can smash that. Let it go. You know, all that scale really is telling you is how much gravity is keeping your ass from floating out in the space. <laughs> okay, so that's how you should look at it, okay? I'm like, we're talking about gravity right now. So my thing, if you're feeling good, your clothes are fitting, they're looser, and you're telling me – your new problem is, oh, none of my clothes fit, you know, in, in a good right. way. It's not like they're getting tighter. They're falling right. off of you. Then who cares what that scale is talking about? That's my thing. So let's not get caught up in the numbers. Everything's well, I think that's why performance is such an important part of training. And this might, this, doesn't, this might sound contradictory to what you said about not being caught up in the numbers. But what I like about performance when it comes to working out is that it's exciting. It's, it's never boring to be stronger when you're working out. Right. I've never gone in the no. gym and lifted more than ever and been like, oh, that was too easy. What a letdown. Or it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of just doing more reps and lifting more weight every time I work out. That's always an exciting feeling. It always gives you a big high right. for the day because right. that's very quantifiable. Like things on the scale, there's, there could be a lot of reasons for that. But, but if you're getting stronger, you're doing a lot of things right. Everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Get your diet in order. Get your sleep going. I mean your sleep is already yeah. going well if you're getting stronger. Your diet is probably good, too, if you're getting stronger because you're not going to get stronger on a really good program without a good nutrition plan and without optimal restoration. So it's a a clear indicator. That's crazy. 
Exactly. It's crazy how like the synergy works because as you're getting stronger, you stop wanting crap food. You know, you actually, I mean, what I'm thinking about is like you just have no desire to eat that. This is just something that clicks like mm, I'm getting stronger. <laughs> I'm getting stronger and I'm not trying to mess that yeah, up absolutely. right now. And, and, and even what you just said right now, even then you're not necessarily getting caught up in the numbers because most people like, OK, I'm going to gym today. I'm going to go ahead today. I'm going to hit 550. You know, so they're thinking about the numbers right. again. And then if they don't hit it, all of a sudden, they're just yeah, down and out, ruined. man. You know, but again, when they focus on the performance, someone can tell you, like, you know what? You know, let me go ahead. Let me go in here and hit 515. Okay, cool. That's that's what my goal was today, just to hit that. Like, oh, this is feeling kind of easy. Let me go ahead and slap 10 more pounds on there. Oh, crap. Okay, that wasn't too bad. Let me add a little bit more. You're not necessarily like, oh, today I'm going to hit 550. But next thing you know, you hit, like, 525, and it's feeling easy, and it's feeling like, 505 was feeling like, okay, this is good. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to use this momentum for right. next week. You know, and then you start assessing, like, why is, all, why is everything falling into place right now? Like, well, I got plenty of sleep last night, and I did eat, you know, I, I've been eating pretty, pretty well, and I ate in enough time before my program right. started, before I came and trained. I didn't wait too late or, any, or didn't eat, like, soon right. enough. You know, everything is right on point. So let me make a note of that next time and just keep doing that. So if something's working, do more of that. Yeah. And that's, that's when that theory comes into place, right? So you're not necessarily getting caught up in the numbers. The numbers are just a byproduct of the performance. Yeah. I guess that we can say it that way. Instead of putting the, the carriage before the horse and like, let me get the numbers first and try to live up to those expectations. <laughs> you know, so that, that's the thing. Yeah. Man. One, one thing that, those one thing that's going to help a lot of people with just improving their adrenal health, their workout performance and managing stress a lot better is finally I've got a, the finishing touches on a new adrenal energizer coming out. It's called Red and that's going to be real energy dominator. And it's going to be maca, rhodiola, shilajit. And sensorol, which is a form of ashwagandha, which is actually going to be in my testosterone booster as well, the next batch, which will be out soon. So anyway, these four ingredients work really well to rejuvenate your adrenals, to give you a lot of energy, to help you manage stress better. It's a really cool combination that a lot of people are going to benefit from, and it's going to come out before the end of this year, no doubt about it. I'll probably be putting in the order this week, and generally it doesn't take more than two months to come to fruition where everything is done. The labels are on the bottles. They're in stock, ready to sell. So hopefully I'll have it ready for Thanksgiving, but definitely Christmas, if not the Thanksgiving weekend. Perfect. That's going to be a time where it's yeah, going to be new. Yeah, it actually worked out nicely in terms of when it's coming out. Because <laughs> but adrenal health is so important for overall hormone optimization, so this is a good adjunct to everything else I have. It's a good product to take in between cycles of the testosterone booster because it also has testosterone-boosting properties for men, and then also it helps improve natural DHE levels, improve your sleep. So it's, it's a cool product. It's something that everybody can benefit from. It's not going to be over, It's not going to be ridiculously expensive. The price will be good. And it will be out ASAP, so I'm excited about that one. All right. Got a lot of initials going here. Yeah. Red, <laughs> R-E-D, ASAP. <laughs> Buy now. Boy, B-N. Poet. You need to get your B-N on when this product comes out. Respect. <laughs> End of the day. You sound very much respect. like Jason Dolby right now. <laughs> I'm going to give you a jingle. Talk about respect. <laughs> Uh, the other funny thing I wanted to bring up, I've been reading this good book called The Low Carb Myth by Ari Witten and Dr. Wade Smith. A lot of interesting information in there, but one point they brought up that I had a good laugh over is how the low-fat craze that everybody always talks about, right? People always say, remember the low-fat craze where everyone got fatter? 
Well, the reality is is that low-fat phase never existed, the craze. It never happened because what happened is people kept on consuming the same amount of fat as they always did. But now they felt that they could eat a lot of low-fat nonsense, all these packaged foods on top of that without any detriment. And the reality is obviously you couldn't, so they ended up getting a lot fatter. But it's not because they reduced their fat to non-detectable levels and then just ate more carbs. That's not why they got fat. They got fat because they ate more. Period. <laughs> the overall consumption <laughs> <Right>. was higher. <laughs> so, hmm. And I got low fat. I can have a higher amount of meals. I, <laughs> so I just love how people try to things. blame macronutrients. It's like it's the fat. Cut it right. all out. No, it's the carbs. Cut all that out. It's like, oh, it's too much protein. How about a balance? How about you get some protein oh, no, in? How about easy. you get some good carbs in? How about you get some fat in? So I tell you what. Come on, Mike. When I get a nice balance of all three, I feel great. I went sprinting yesterday, did 10 – 10 hundred yard runs felt fast man i felt good and the day before i made the load i made sure to load up on sweet potato and some jasmine rice with spices and some some legumes and just a good day of eating right. and resting i felt like a million bucks running down that field yesterday it felt great and like you made a good point to me a while back you're like yeah you know you're you're naturally going to crave carbs more doing all the sprinting you're doing because you need the energy right <laughs> so i mean i i, I don't I never really understood why people always felt that it was one macronutrient to blame for all of their problems, and if they just cut that out, they would be fine. Pick the pick the healthiest the options <laughs> of those macronutrients. That's important, but don't cut yeah, it there out. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason why they're picking it because someone told them to pick that because somebody's trying to sell them something. So they're not making these decisions on their own. They're being programmed to think that these are the right decisions because these experts said that this macronutrient is a problem. And who am I? I mean, this guy went to school for that, right? He should know. So, I mean, he's got, you know, a certain title in front of his name or some letters after his name. So why should I trust what he's saying? If he says so, then I'm all for it. So that, that becomes a problem as well. Not necessarily doing your homework. And it's getting to the whole balance thing, Mike. Come on, man. I remember one doctor said, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was at a conference or maybe it was in person, but he basically said, Said, too much fruit consumption is why we have the obesity epidemic. I was like, yeah. Oh, let me yeah, tell like, you. There's, an epidemic, tell you of, there's heard... an epidemic of fruit consumption. Most people don't even get one fruit in per day. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, my about? God. Yeah, I've heard that so many times, and I just really want to punch people in the throat like that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> come on. That, like, I want dude, apple. Yeah, fructose, yeah. fructose. It's, it's the fructose. <laughs> I'm like, come on. They pissed me off because they can't say it correctly. You know, it's the fructose. It's like, okay, that sounds like something else, but no. Come on, man. So th- uh, that drives me bananas. Yeah. I said that. <laughs> I, I hear that from so many so-called experts and so many of these these trendy type diets always bringing that up. You know, we, we, we humans weren't supposed to eat fruit. I'm like, really? <laughs> Did you just say that? Well, Come a on. lot of the arguments well, often are. Here's another one that's really funny is when people talk about food. Like, well, don't eat carbohydrates because they spike your insulin. It's like, well, protein yeah. spikes <laughs> insulin, too. You know, there's a lot of no, Mike. It can't be In that. Fact, Come on, not protein. Yeah, I mean, uh, it builds muscle. <laughs> it doesn't have time to do spike to spike insulin. It's supposed to only build muscle. I mean, the, the only way to keep insulin low is to basically fast in between meals. Anytime you eat anything, you're going to get an insulin response. So yeah, but then insulin. again, those are the same people telling you, you freaking six meals a day. So, yeah, you're wondering why you have an insulin spikes. Okay, come on, man. Why and it's, 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 it's not insulin resistance that's making you fat. You're fat, which is why you have <laughs> insulin resistance. Right? <laughs> so it's insulin resistance is a side effect of being overweight, not something that creates yeah. being overweight. That's the other thing right. too. You lose the weight, you lose the insulin resistance. So anyway, it's it's hmm. it, it's not as complex as people like to make it. 
And I think this is what frustrates a lot of people is because they don't feel like they yeah. can have everything, which creates a lot of stress. Now your cortisol's up because you go to the grocery store and you don't know what to buy. It's like, well, I want to get berries, but so-and-so said that's bad for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, that is the reason. That was one of the reasons why, man, I worked with the guy and did the weight and created that weight management program. So, and so people can just get through all that crap. All this, you know, what he said, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. It makes it very simple, understandable. And then you can be like, okay, now I can actually go live my life and not sit there and be paranoid of freaking real food. Why are you afraid of real food? Okay, it's like, come yeah. on, man. It's, it's like not, it's not say, the oh, almonds a, and walnuts and blueberries and apples that are no. causing your health issues. <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> no. And it's also being worried about food is also making you very right. unhealthy. You know, just one more thing to be stressed out yeah, about. You exactly. Know? Being an orthorexic, like, you know, I got to be healthy. I got to be healthy. That's not healthy. No. Calm down, man. <laughs> Breathe. Breathe, brother. So, yeah, man. Again, it always comes down to what are they trying to sell you? When people say, get rid of this. That's because they're trying to get rid of your money in your bank account and put it in theirs. So just be very careful about that. Be very careful because they don't know you. That's another thing. It's like going to these bookstores and you've got shelves upon shelves covered in all these diet books. You know why there's 50 million of them? Because, hell, 7 billion people on the planet. How can they cater to all of you? They don't know what's going oh, on. Man, it's just so many silly so arguments too, right? It's like, uh, you know, fat is your body's preferred fuel source. Like, okay, well, that means if I eat fat and carbs at the same time, it should ju- it should know to utilize the fat. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's my preferred fuel source, then it shouldn't be a problem. So know? I should be, so I should be just crapping out carbs all the time. Like, oh, so if I give my, my body the like, option, nope. it's going to go with the fat, right? It's like, come on. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. If you're eating a nutrition plan. And you wake up and you your energy is great within, let's say, 20 minutes of getting out of bed, 15, 20 minutes, You're right? Like you don't need a cup of coffee. I'm not saying you shouldn't drink coffee. I'm just saying you don't need it to get your day going. You don't need yeah. tea. You don't need coffee. You don't need any kind of stimulant. You don't need a pre-workout drink, nothing. Your energy is good, and your energy is good all day. You're doing something right. Doing something yeah. right. If you're drinking copious amounts of coffee all day long, you're taking stimulants and energy drinks, then you're doing something clearly wrong. Exactly. <laughs> To my, actually, that first stop should be in those first 20 minutes you're waking up. Should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's elimination. That'll give time, you some energy you too. Be feeling, <laughs> and you should be feeling good about it. You shouldn't be constipated. It's like you should just be flowing right on out so you can get about five pounds you lighter now. You should in. feel. You should feel more energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to my, all right, bring on that smoothie. Let's go. <laughs> Start this process all over again. So that's the thing, man. And that's another thing. When you're consuming food, like you should be ready to use that restroom, man. Not too long after you've consumed right. that meal. That's, that food should be on its way out. It should not be hanging out, calling up his buddies and everything else and inviting more people over. That food should be like, oh, I got to go. Can't hang out here very long. You should be taking a dump pretty darn soon, man. You know, that elimination process should be just flowing freely, literally. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's another thing you need to think about. You know, you're sitting there and you're eating and you're feeling all tired and worn out and you've got this, what we call in the South, itis. You know, that disease where you just eat too much and you just feel like you're about to go into a food coma. You know, that's that's an issue. Because you're not processing and digesting that food fast enough. Also, chew your food, man. Quit swallowing it. <laughs> just, you, I mean, you're not you're not a dog. You know, I sit there and watch my dog eat something. I'm like, dude, you might want to use those canines and chew every now and then. But they just well, most people are gone. fast eaters. I mean, you and I have been out to dinner with people before, and most people are done, <laughs> and you and I are a quarter of a way through our meals. And <laughs> yeah. I was hanging out, and, I, and I'm a sectional, and I'm a sectional eater too. I don't like bringing <laughs> all my food, so I'm like, I'm gonna eat the potatoes first, <laughs> then I'm gonna go to the green beans. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, and that drives my wife crazy. Like, oh my God, you eating sections? I'm like, I don't. 
don't like all, and I don't want my food. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Focus on your food. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so focused on how I'm segmenting my plate? (laughs) Get out of my plate. I was, I was, I had lunch with our our good friend Chris Reed a couple weekends back, and and Chris is a big guy, and he we went to this great buffet called Mint Mint Bistro. It's an Indian restaurant, right? I mean, I he'd he'd gone through maybe two or three plates while still working on my first one. Oh, I've seen Chris yeah. at work at a buffet. I've taken him and I've regretted it. I'm like, I don't think I was a good friend and by taking him, and not to him, but to the yeah. people at the restaurant who knew me. They're looking like I took and him, Ken, and you cleared, you, and you cleared that place. Oh my god, they pulled my wife and I to say like, oh, they big boys, they eat so much. I was like, you telling me? I've never our table. I have a picture. And Ken's, of Ken's sodium retention was so high that you know, I've never I've never oh seen someone god. so bloated after a meal than Ken. Like we went to an Indian restaurant one time and at first I'm like, man, oh. what, are you okay? You know what I, mean? I didn't even know that I, I didn't even know that dish had salt in it. Yeah, I mean it is he was retaining some serious water after that meal. Oh you know? my gosh, man. Yeah, Chris Chris, I love him to death. That boy can put some food away though. So I can just imagine what that was like, man. Nah, but for me I want to enjoy the experience. So I mean I mean we're talking, I'm yeah. finishing off that one plate, then I go get another one, I'm taking yeah. it slow because if you eat really fast, what happens is I mean, your your appetite will go down, but then you're going to be hungry a little bit later. And you and you've got gas. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, like you you are blowing air out of both ends at the same time. That's another hit. If you're belching and farting at the same time, that's a hit right there. Like, you, I mean, you're like a walking. If you're bazooka. walking around farting on it's command, like a, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mike, what? Ooh, that's my boy. That's my boy, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's not man. good. That's not good. Even with my protein shakes, right? I make sure to dilute them really yeah. well, and then it's it's about yeah. forty, uh, thirty ounces of liquid, and I take one glass at a time. So I pour one glass. I'm yeah. sipping on that. That's done. I go sip on another one. A lot of people make their shake in the morning. They just down it. Go for it, man. Gun like, it. Oh, how, how can I even do it? Get on that? with your day. It's like, let me just gun this. Especially if it's whey protein. I'm like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> so, so now when you're, you're farting on command, you're sharting on command. I mean, that's a problem right there. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, yeah, so these are all little subtle hints. The body is smarter than you and it loves to feed you information. It's trying to tell you, like, nah, you don't need to read a magazine or watch Dr. Oz. I'm telling you right now. I mean, we're passing gas on demand. That should be a hint. You don't need Dr. Oz to reinforce this. Okay, so just pay attention to your body and just not be so unconscious when you're eating. You know, again, that's another thing. Like I say, most people just want to get through it so they can move on to the next thing. Or before the food even comes, they're already thinking about dessert. Like, dude, we didn't get the main course. Why are you already talking about dessert? Can we one thing at a time? How do we even know that the actual main course is going to be good? It might suck. You might want to leave this restaurant. Then you're going to be all disappointed. Like, man, we didn't get to have dessert (laughs) because you're so fixed on that. So, again, those expectations, man, just one thing at a time. Take your time. Hate to sound like your mother. Chew your food. <laughs> well, I think it's because you're so focused on what you're doing next. You never think about now. But the problem is that if you're always focused on what you're doing next, then you're never living. So, I mean, if, I, if I'm at the yeah. gym doing a set of squats and then in between sets, I'm like, okay, once I get this done, I'm going to go do this. And then I'm going to go run some errands after this. How good is my performance going to be there? And it's not going to help me do those other things better later because why do, why do I need to think about those three hours ahead of time? So if I but if I'm focusing on what I'm doing right there in the moment, I'm going to have a great workout. I'm going to feel better, and then those things that I need to do afterwards, they're still going to be there, waiting for me to do. Yeah. So I think anticipation, I think, is something that's stressful for a lot of people. More more often than the actual act itself is anticipation. Yeah, we have we have this this opposite effect going. On. You got some people who think they have all the time in the world, and they don't get anything done. Then you have people who think they don't have enough time, so they got to rush through things and miss things, 
and they're in the same situation as the person who think they had all the time to work with. Now they don't get anything done that's worthwhile. So you're kind of in the same boat as this either-or type thing, the black or white situation, where instead of just looking at that gray area, and what's going on between point A and point B is all those points in between is where it really matters, man. And quit just trying to rush to get to point B right. by any means necessary. You know, so just, you know, again, every little thing has got some part of it where you're enjoying the journey. Hell, even just sitting down having dinner. Because guess what? That's also another privilege not afforded to many in this world. Yeah. You know, you get to have dinner every day. Even if it's a crappy McDonald's dinner, some people can't even get that. So, not that I'm endorsing McDonald's, but hey. No, unfortunately, <laughs> it usually takes some catastrophic event for people to slow down and focus more. You know, with my mother passing, right. now a lot of people are talking about, oh, you know, she, she, she meant so much to me. She did this, she did that. But they never told her that. I'm just like right. different relatives telling me. That. I mean, it's all nice that they're saying these things, but they never told her that when she was right. alive. And it's like, oh, yeah. let's do this memorial and really do it up, and everyone's going to say all these nice things and so forth. And that's all fine and good. I'm not saying we shouldn't have these rituals, but she's not there to hear it. Right. So my attitude is, I mean, one of my favorite books, The Great Gatsby, right? And then they made a movie. They made two movies, yeah. one with Leonardo DiCaprio, one with Robert Redford back in the day, which is a classic, oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. And then at the very end, he his good friend is like, "No, nah, I don't want to show up at the funeral because I, I want, you know what what I do is when people are alive, I say what I have to say when people are alive." And I get the premise of that. I'm not saying you shouldn't show up at a funeral, <laughs> you know, you, you should, yeah, right? But I got, but I get, I, I I appreciate the substance of that statement where a lot of times it takes something like a catastrophic event, death of a loved one, or something else for people to slow down and think, "Oh, you know, I, I never, I never told her how much she meant to me." Blah blah blah. It's like, well, you should have. You know, that's something you need to slow down and think about right now with the people around you because you never know when that opportunity will be over. And again, it's like, oh, you know what, man? I was, I'm, I've always so busy. I never had a chance to call. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. What, what, what are you, are we the president of the United so States? Busy. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and I'm pretty sure he gets to call his mom yeah. every now and then, too. Yeah. I mean, hell, he even gets to go to Kenya and see his long lost brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and I'm pretty sure they're trying to mooch off of him every five seconds, you know, because you're the president of the United States. Like, you must have all that money. Yeah, about 200000 a year. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you know, loan me something. But yeah, even he has time to see some family, man. Yeah, and if, if you're if you're if you're, if you're that busy, say, you need to ask yourself why and and for what purpose? Why? I think if you eliminated some of that stuff, the busyness out of the business, yeah. you won't be so yeah. busy. You realize like now I actually have time for myself because if you're not taking care of yourself, man, then you know all this stuff you're busy doing is not benefiting anyone because you're not going to be around anymore. I mean, my goal with my business, I mean, early on, you know, you're putting in seven days a week, you're grinding, you have yeah. to do that to build a business. But I always had a goal of getting to a point where I have a lot of free time, yeah. and that's where I'm at now. Exactly. I, I want to set things up in a very smart, intelligent manner where I can pull back the reins and have plenty of free time to go live my life, not just be working all the time. Hey man, you gotta plant the seeds. It's like you know, you plant a seed for a tree or whatever. You gotta toil the land. You gotta feed it. You gotta sit the water. Blah blah. Once that tree starts growing, you get there's a lot less stuff you have right. to do. Right. You That's know, right. once it starts to grow on its own, yeah. So you gotta plant that seed, of course, and then really, you know, nurture that. But eventually, it's gonna get to the point where it can sustain itself a little more and doesn't need you as much. It's kind of like your children, people. Yeah. You yeah. know, after they become adults, it's time to let go. Hopefully, you've done everything that you need to do in the process of raising them. That, you know, once they are in a position where they're adults and take care of themselves, let them take care of themselves. Don't try to hold on to them. Don't try to keep them around. Let them go out, expand their wings and do what they need to do and get their own life. You've had your life. So quit trying to impose it on yeah. them and let them be who they're going to be. And just hope that during the process of you raising them, you did the best job that you could. 
Okay, and not by any book, the way it says of what a perfect parent is, or whatever. You just be the perfect parent you can be to that child. It doesn't necessarily mean the one for every child. And again, once they become adults, let it go. It's no. Yeah, that means they got to bust their ass. I mean, hell, you can't sit there and carry them for the rest of their lives when they're babies. Eventually, they got to try to learn how to stand up and walk on their own. And guess what? In the process, they busted their ass quite a few times. But eventually, it all worked out for most for most kids. You know, they eventually learn how to freaking walk and not bust their ass. And then some people are still clumsy when they become adults. They're going to bring that up. So, yeah. So, you just got to do that, man. Nurture the, you know, nurture the seed, man. Let it grow and then let it go. Yeah, and learning how to let things go, I think, is a good lesson in a lot of context. A lot of times you get into something and you're really passionate about it, and then for some reason it loses its thunder, and you have to think about why that's yeah. the case. Maybe you're burned out. Maybe you just need some time away. Maybe it's time to move on to something else completely different, exactly. and then you have to have the courage to take that step. I mean you did it once to do the first passion. Now do it again. Do have the yeah. next one, and, I, and I've you been got, there. You got the blueprint. I mean, you, you've done, you've, you know, you've changed reason. careers many times in your life, and I'm, I'm in a transitional <laughs> – I'm changing it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm in a transitional speak, phase you know? myself going, where I, I realized <laughs> yeah. – I mean, a couple of workshops ago, I realized that, 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 that the whole thing was coming to an end, kettlebell instruction and so yeah. forth. It just wasn't having the same allure that it used to have. And then once my supplements yeah. blew up, it's like, that was a wrap. It's like, I'm done. I'm just done because it's yeah. not something I want to do anymore. And I'm not going to just keep doing it because it's comfortable. I'm not going to keep doing it because that's what some people know me for. I, I, or it's comfortable for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes yeah, them yeah, comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I know you, Mike, is the kettlebell guy. Well, I never said I was the kettlebell guy. You I mean, if you kettlebell. look at my website now, it's, it's all about my products. <laughs> It's like who I am is basically in the background now, or where before it was basically you're selling yourself because my business model was I'm teaching workshops, I'm selling videos, I'm selling books. It's all about me and what I have to say. So, so my, my who I am is up in forefront on the website. Now it's more it doesn't really matter who I am. It's about my supplement line and what they can do for you. So now I'm in the background now, and that's that's where I want to be. So my day to day now is doing the show with you and then designing my products, putting out putting out information to get my products out there. I don't do any expensive marketing campaigns. I don't have full page ads in muscle and fitness. What I rely on is creating products that are really good so that people want to buy it again and then tell people about it. And guess what? It works, which is why I'm able to quit everything else. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to quit everything else if I wasn't yeah. working. So that's a sign that the products yeah, are good. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> there it is. But again, that's where you focus most of your attention. Again, you're planting that seed and you're nurturing that seed right there. Instead of being all over the place and still trying to, oh, let me just do one more workshop. Let me just do another workshop. Well, know, I think what people do is you're they, they start counting. They're like, well, man, I'm making this much doing this. Imagine if, yeah, imagine if I do 30 exactly. workshops too and then I have 100 online clients, man. <laughs> Okay, for what? And you're not going to be able to do all those things well. That's the reality. You have to make sacrifices. I mean, every time you make one decision, it means you can't do something else, and that's fine as long as 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 it's what you want to do. But my attitude is I don't want to teach workshops anymore, and I'm perfectly happy with saying that because I I just have no desire to do anymore. It ran its course. It was fun while it lasted. I did it for 10 years. I went all over the country. went all over the world. It was great. Now it's time to move on, and that's okay. I did everything I wanted to do in that realm. So when when it's time to move on, you go. You don't want to be the last guy to leave the party, right? You don't want to leave. You don't want to be <laughs> right. the first. I mean, maybe, there may be some benefit from being one of the first. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. No, I enjoy being the first one there because that means I can, I'm leaving a lot earlier. Well, that's <laughs> so, how I feel about kettlebell workshops. I was the first one in to yeah. do that. Nobody was doing kettlebell workshops yeah. before me. Nobody. Pablo was doing right. his certifications, but he wasn't taking it to the masses. I took it to the people. Right. I showed that you can make a great income as a kettlebell instructor. And then by the time other people jumped in, I was three years ahead of that whole thing. So I came in, blazed a path, did everything I wanted to do, 
that path is over. I'm starting another path now. And I've, I've, I've been doing this path for a while, actually. The supplement business has been something I've been doing since 2000, 2011. I came out with recovery oil. Then I came out with the T-Booster in 2012. So I've been doing it for a few years, and it's working really well, and it's fun. It's exciting. I love researching these things. I love looking into it. I love coming up with product ideas, designing things. And I'm, not gonna, I'm never going to design a product just for the sake of making money and throwing out some crap. If it's not a good idea that I've worked all the way through till its natural conclusion, then it's not going to come out. Right. Yeah, trust me. So there are quite a few things that, you know, at the time it was, it was a great idea, but after really researching or whatever, it didn't become a great idea for me. I'm like, eh, and you know, I, didn't, I don't bring it up or I don't bring it up anymore. I'm like, mm, okay, that's going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to make me not like that certain aspect of, of life anymore. I'm like, I want to continue to like that, so I, I'm not going to ruin it for the sake of just making money. You know, because my thing is, yeah, it's great making money, but I also like making a living, meaning I actually like to experience life and truly enjoy that and let all those things work together, you know, with my life, not just be either or like, oh, make, you know, doing it all for the money. But damn, I'm stressed out. Life sucks. I'm tired. My health is going to crap. But hey, I'm making a lot of money. So a lot of wealthy people that can sit there and tell you those exact same things. And you can look at them like, eh, I don't think I want that. <laughs> okay, it's not as glamorous as it, as it seems. No so, and they're doing a lot of things that are very, they're just more distractions to just try to pull away from the obvious. Like, dude, you're running yourself into the ground. Yeah, but I got a new yacht. Yeah, but how much does it cost to maintain that yacht and, and live up this this facade, this lifestyle, this put on this air to show people like I'm successful? Like, no, man. Are you happy? That's that's one of the biggest keys to success right there. Are you? And truly it's, it's really happy? important that you are well calibrated and you know exactly who you are and you're genuinely happy yeah, because not only is it destructive to you if you're lying to yourself, it's destructive to everyone around you. Yeah, that can have disastrous consequences. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's. If, if everyone decided that they would have the courage to go pursue what makes them come alive, they would be much more beneficial to not just themselves, but the people around them as well. Yeah, exactly. And again, once you make a decision like this is what makes me happy, put a plan in place, man. We're not sitting there saying, hey, stop everything you're doing now. Quit your job. Go do it. No, because that's reckless as well. Like, no, have a plan, man, and really be serious. If it really drives you, put a plan together. Well, you know, I, I've been and, fortunate that everything that's – speaking in the context of the fitness business, everything that I really got mm-hmm. into that excited me personally has somehow become yeah. part of the business model. I started with kettlebells. Yeah, I wore myself out, so I really got into hormone optimization to fix myself. Then I started talking yeah. about it. Guess what? A lot of people were interested in that. And then that led to different nutrition supplements that, again, I took – I had no I, no, no inclination to sell them and make it part of my business. I just used them personally. I'm right. like, wow, this is great stuff. Started telling people about it. Now they're interested. Then an opportunity came to start designing my own things. So, it, it, But it all comes from the place of genuine interest on a personal level. Like I'm doing this to benefit exactly. personally. And then I'm like, huh, I bet there's other people who would want to benefit just like this. And then, bam, there it goes. It becomes part of my business model. So, yeah, that's just something to put in your head, folks, when you're out there. Because I know you guys, we've heard people like, oh, you guys always just bash people who actually have real jobs, which I laugh at that when you say real jobs. I'm like, you know what? Keep a, You can have a real well, I mean, job. I don't, I don't bash know, anyone biggest... who makes who, who does a job and makes money because there's so many losers out there who like people who borrow yeah. like, who borrow money from us, never pay it back, like that kind of piece of situation. Oh, that are like yeah. the, or they people, think they're too big to like do a job. The... It's like, they're like, oh, I'm too good for that. And then there's people that are like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, and I completely respect that. So right. I, I respect 
respect anyone who has a job and is willing to put in the grind. But what I'm saying is if you're willing to work that hard doing something you don't want to do, imagine putting that effort into something you do want to do. First, got to be very aware of who you are, like you said, because not everyone is really cut out to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone is cut out to be a boss. No, not everyone is cut out to be the guy, the number one guy. Some people are very happy being number two. You know, but my thing is, if you choose to be number two, just don't get treated like number two. You know, like the other number two that I'm speaking of. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing about it. Still, you can still be you're, great. You're going to have a hard time taking a number two <laughs> from all the stress. You know, if you're a number two. And you're two. always going to feel like, and you're going to feel like number two every time you wake up every day, too. <laughs> I mean, we know a guy who was a number two, and that guy's under a lot of stress. So you don't, you, you got you to be careful about being number two. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so again, it, it helps to know who you are. So, it's, like, you can be the damn best number two guy out there. There's some guys that love being lieutenants, man. Right. You know? There's some guys that they don't want to be the head of the mob. <laughs> they like, I'm good being the enforcer. I'm good with that. And I'm damn good at it, too. No, I, I know so, people who have these kind of quiet lives, right? Like, there's a nice guy in the neighborhood, young guy. He works at Target, and he, and he works in the loading bay. He's a big movie fan, yeah. big video game enthusiast. And every time you talk to this guy, he's in a really good mood, really friendly guy. And I don't get the impression that he's lying to himself. You know, I just get the impression that, hey, he's just happy with simple things in life. He's got his little job. He's got his, he's got his little hobbies he enjoys. And, and that's enough. I mean, those are the people you see. Those people you see, like, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, I can't complain. Right. <laughs> and they say it with a smile on their face, like, oh, okay. And then is everybody, hey, man, what's up? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, meet. The number two guy that is the number two guy. Okay, when they say things like that, like, uh, you know, you know how it is, sincere. No, I don't. <laughs> so I don't know what the, I don't know what you're Not, not, not everyone's going to have these ambitious goals, though, that they have to pursue yeah. to be happy. Like, like, like this yeah. guy's life, it's not enough for me. I want more for myself. That doesn't mean that what he's doing is wrong or what I'm doing is right. It's just being honest with yourself. But that dude's attitude is what yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Want I like you know that, I, and I and I want to pursue that. I want to can continue to try to achieve that kind of happiness that he's feeling right there like there is where we could connect like i get it man hell yeah even though we're doing different things we have the same common goal we're just happy man it's simple it's happy we're doing what we like i yeah, love some it. people you talk to it's you like know? hey how's it going <sighs> it's like oh, great don't don't tell me <laughs> oh the breath. that wasn't you know that wasn't called? an invitation that was for you to start telling me stuff <laughs> that was the breath of death because <laughs> everything after that is make you wishing you just, just you think they're dying it's like it's like they're taking their final breath, man. Like, oh, yeah, some some people are way too comfortable talking about their luxury problems. Like, oh, let me tell you, man, I got this going on. I was like, no, 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 no. You made the mis- you, you you mistakenly interpreted right, that man. question I that I actually want to hear of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a rhetorical question, man. Come on. Like, yeah, I got these three card notes now. <laughs> so, you know, you know, we're going into foreclosure in our million dollar home. Like, okay, did you have to throw the number in there too? Really? Did I ask you for that? <laughs> I didn't ask for your financial statement, man. I'm like. Are you well, good? what's funny, is you can always tell when a guy is really insecure, right? Because this, this is a real male flaw right here. Because I, because oh, I never, I never see go. women do this. This is a definitely, this is a, a, a flaw that guys corner the market on. <laughs> and it's that guy who has to find some clever way to drop in how much money well, he yeah. makes in the conversation. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I, you know, last month I made 50,000 bucks and then, you know, so I'm now working. It's like, nobody asked you. How much money you make? It's the penis, the penis measure. Yeah, nobody asked and nobody cares, and none of us are going to look at you as if you're better because you dropped that in there. Frankly, we're looking at you like you're some insecure twat. The fact that you had to find some clever way to bring it up, so we don't need to hear about it all. Like, I mean, it's 
I only want to hear that if it makes yeah, sense man, like, in the context face. of a conversation. Like we're talking, like you're a business partner, we're talking numbers, so we have to we have to yeah. discuss these things. I don't need to know. Like, yeah, I just bought my third Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you must not be very happy. <laughs> because hell, man, one should have been enough. <laughs> exactly. One should have been exactly. more like, than enough. You had to go buy two more somehow, thinking that's going to fill out the black hole in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, whenever, whenever someone is just surrounding themselves with just material toys. Like, you're just, you're just a big grown-up kid. That's always a sign that you're trying to overcompensate for some area that you're not happy with. It's like, well, I don't like my job, and I, I, I deserve to, to reward myself. So I'm going to go buy this boat that I'll use two times a year, once a year if you're lucky. I'm going to go buy five cars even though you only need one. <laughs> you, know? you can only drive one at a time, right? You can drive one at a time, exactly. I always laugh like when people have like, yeah, man, especially like a lot of rappers, man. You got you know, on cribs, I used to see them having like 12 cars. I'm like, dude. 12 cars in a house with like 15 bedrooms. I'm like, you can only sleep in one bed at a time, man. What, what are we doing here? And how many people do you want? Do you really right. want to have so many rooms that so many people can fill that up? Do you want that many people at your house? Uh, it's funny, like, just watching that show Ballers, man, with The Rock <laughs> on HBO and just seeing that. Yeah, that's a good show. I really feel like I wish a lot of, to me, I wish a lot of these kids who are coming up in high school, man, especially like in underprivileged areas or whatever, man, could watch this show right. so they can kind of get a, a little dose of reality. You know, and it kind of reminds me of how, like, when um my son, my middle son was young, Oz would come on. Now, obviously, people would be like, this is bad parenting. I'm like, no, I want him yeah, to watch That's the best this. parenting ever. <laughs> oh, well, I showed him that, and it kept him on a straight and narrow. So I'm like, you see that? Do you want that happening to you? Okay, can you just imagine? You know what they call that? That's called rape, son. It doesn't just happen to women. Men get raped. It just doesn't go reported as much. It happens. So don't sit there and think that's, that's a female thing or anything. That's that's an atrocity that only happens to women. Okay, so it happens to a lot of people, especially when people go to prison. That's like rape central. So you got to ask yourself, all the dumb stuff you do out here, is it really worth that? Because that's what all the dumb things you would do out here that you don't have to do because you... A, you're nowhere, you're not underprivileged, you're pretty, you're in a very good position. Yeah, you're not wealthy. You don't have a lot of money. Your parents do. <laughs> Someone don't get it twisted. That's that's the Bill Cosby way, you know. He used to tell Theo that on the Cosby, like, we're rich. Like Bill Cosby goes, No, you're not rich. Your mother and I are rich. <laughs> Steve so, Harvey says that to you, Steve Harvey, like, hey, <laughs> me and my wife are gonna have a good time. <laughs> you guys are gonna get this. <laughs> so don't think you can just kick back. And do nothing and be fine. Exactly. He's like, that's for us to go have fun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this expectation a lot of people have. Like the whole notion of inheritance I always found kind of flawed. Like why should you get anything? To my, yeah, that's, that's kind of like to me sometimes even with – I can see how some guys feel like with the divorce. Like like I was watching – um, I forgot what it was. It was like – why do I have to give you half in divorce? You didn't shoot not one damn basket. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> to, to my, to my, you weren't even there when I was in Pop Warner, you know, playing football or any of this other stuff. This started way before you came along. And then, of course, there'll be the ones arguing like, well, she was there putting up with your BS. Well, that's her problem. She put up with it for a long time. That, she made that choice. Why should, be, why should she be rewarded for making bad choices? Right. Okay, she should have She should have left that a long time ago. Why? A lot of times it was because of the money. And they kept putting up with it. Eventually, the embarrassment was too much. You just got fed up. You should have been fed up the first time. A lot of times you knew he was going to be that way before you even said, I do. And so, but you still made that choice for uh, other reasons right. uh, most, of the situ- most of the time. So 
Yeah, I feel the same way. Now, if you're someone like, okay, they helped you and they they helped you start your business and they, they were chipping in and, hell, they went and worked extra hours so you can stay at home and work on your dream and whatever and sacrifice that. And, you know, let's just say they, they, they gave you money to help get your business going. Yeah, they have some stuff to say probably about that business and, and getting some money out of that from a divorce. But some of these folks, you haven't done a damn thing except just show up and say, I do. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. Why should you get half? Why? And, and another thing is, and I know this is controversial, because, again, sometimes people pawn off the kids. Look, a man should take care of his kids. You know, women, too. So in a divorce, yeah, you should pay child support. Here's my thing, though, with child support, especially when I see with a lot of these celebrities where their ex-wives keep raising yeah. and keep going back to court to get more child support. I feel, somebody posted this, other day, and I agree with this. I feel that those parents who are receiving child support should submit receipts showing where that money's going, that what they're purchasing. They, I mean, hey, you and I are entrepreneurs. We got to show receipts when we're paying right. our taxes. Okay, we got to do that. We we're responsible to do that. Otherwise, the IRS is all over our ass. So I feel like the attorney general should do the same thing for parents receiving child support to make sure they're not abusing the system. And if you disagree with me, you're probably one of those people abusing. Yeah, the system. so you have, you have one five year old kid and you you need a hundred thousand a month. I'm like, what is he doing? Well, he's got private school. I'm like, where is he going to school? Wharton? I mean, like, come on. He's going to Oxford preschool? What the hell is that? You know, well, we got a certain lifestyle that we've gotten used to. I'm like, well, guess what? You get unused to it because that lifestyle also included me being there as your husband. Okay, so that has already changed, so everything else is going to change. So, no. And then I hate it when they, you know, you have those situations where those custodial parents use those kids as a pawn. You know, well, if you're not going to do this, then you're not going to get to see the child. Don't do that. Don't be a dick. Don't yeah. be a dick. And that's, that's, that's not gender specific. That goes both ways, whatever gender you are. If you're using <laughs> right. your child as a bargaining chip, you suck. And, and you don't deserve to be, you don't be, you don't deserve to have that child in your custody. Because what kind of values are you teaching them? You're creating another, this is another potential asshole because he's learning from the best. Because you're being an <laughs> asshole when you're doing that. So, and the last thing this world needs is more assholes. So that's a form of child abuse to me when you're raising an asshole by having that type of attitude, yeah, because they're going to be very abusive eventually to someone else with their attitude. So, no, nah, man, stop that. Stop it. So, again, if I'm offending you, then you're probably the person I'm talking about. And I could care less. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on that little rant. <laughs> so. so what's been what's been yeah. what's the news on the whole coffee stuff you were talking about? You had a couple. Of, yeah. So, like I updates. said, yeah, we're recording this, man. And today is National Coffee Day. And, you know, I've had folks, you know, especially a lot of my customers that bought the Cheerio doors off my website. And they were like, OK, well, what coffee do you suggest? Because obviously I don't have my own line of coffee out right now. And again, it's one of those situations where if it doesn't make sense, it probably won't happen. But if it makes sense to where it's not going to sit there, and make me want to pull out my locks at night, then I'll run with it. But for now, I have no problems. Referring people to some of the best coffee roasters out there. I see. I, I see you. I see you having your own coffee line soon. Just inevitable. It's just one of those things that will happen. Yeah. I, I think it'll surprise you out of nowhere when it does happen. Because it's yeah. one of those things where you're just gonna, because you're so enthusiastic about, it, you're just gonna be researching and researching and researching. And then all of a sudden, some opportunity yeah. will just present itself. It's just inevitable. And, and that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not trying to right, force exactly. it. Exactly. You know, when it comes. When and if it comes, then, you know, I'll be all open to it. I'm not going to be the person like, I like coffee. Do you like coffee? Can I sell you coffee? And next thing you know, I'm doing that, that organo gold bullshit network marketing coffee crap. You know, that'll never happen. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening and you're one of those people because you know I love coffee and you send me a link to organo gold, I'm unfriending you. I'm blocking you. And I'm going to call you out on the show. 
you know how we feel about that in anything <laughs> network marketing wise. Don't be that guy or girl. Don't do that. Oh, Sincere likes coffee. Hey, Sincere, have you heard of Organo Gold? Have you ever heard of Go With Me, Asshole? Yeah, that's you right now. Okay, so don't be that guy, man. But anyway, on the, on, on the coffee note, yeah, so these are like some of my favorite roasters, man. Some of them are pretty close to where I am because I'm here in Texas. So there, there's like a couple here in Houston. They're really good, and I really feel like, you know, they don't get the shine they get. You know, like they don't have the big marketing machine behind them like a lot of these roasters have now since that coffee, this part of coffee started to go and, and really grow now. But I want to give them shouts out in this as well and some of the coffee that I like from them, as well as some. There's one in Austin. There's one in Oregon. And there's another company that's out of um, Kansas. So one of them is Cuve. Cuve is like, really, I love that place. Anytime I'm in Austin, I go by Cuve. Anytime when they ask me, like, you know, what coffee do you suggest? I always, that's like the top of my list. So I always put their website in there and send them a link to that. But, um, so you can go to like cuvecoffee.com. Again, really cool guy. Mike McKim is the guy. He's the, the owner. He's a really cool dude. They have, um, this one coffee, San Jose Ocaña, which is, a Costa Rican coffee. I love it, man, because it's one of those coffees, like if you really like iced coffee, this is one of those coffees that's really refreshing, kind of fruity-like, man. Just about any good coffee that comes out of Costa Rica is going to have these hints of fruit. So you're going to get, like, taste of grapes, and, you know, you might get some cherry flavor, and it's going to be really smooth, man. So a lot of times people say, oh, man, you know, coffee really upsets my stomach. Uh, this is this is one of those coffees that's really smooth when it comes to Costa Rica. So and it also has like hints of toffee and vanilla, like the aftertaste. So it's really really fresh and really great. Like I said, for iced coffee. And I'm not saying by adding milk and everything else. Like I'm talking about no, just having the coffee itself. So I mean, like I said, I love it iced. And another another thing that Cuvée has, and I don't think you can actually order this online, but if you ever find yourself in Austin, and there are some locations here in Houston where you can buy them, like at um, Cafe Brazil. If you ever find yourself there, they have this thing, especially for you beer drinkers out there, they have this nitrogenated coffee. So it's nitrogen-infused coffee. So it kind of gives you the – it's kind of like a Guinness, but it's coffee. So it's it's pretty much cold brew coffee with nitrogenated, and it's really, really good, man. I really love it. Um, I'm thinking – well, I haven't posted a picture. I was actually going to put a picture of that on Instagram. But you should give it a try. I believe that um, – Oh man, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, one of the roasters out in California, they have, um, Nitro Brew as well. Um, um, Boomtown. No, Stumptown Coffee has one as well, I believe. And it's really, really good, man. So people out in Cali, you might want to check out Stumptown. They weren't on the, the list of five places I was bringing up, but it's an honorable mention, especially when it comes to the nitrogenated coffee. So, um, also there's PT's Coffee. PT is PTSCoffee.com. And one of my favorites from them, is a Sadama Gucci. Okay, it's out of Ethiopia. I mean, this is where coffee was, quote-unquote, invented. This is where it started, man. So when you get a coffee out of Ethiopia, man, it's just like you're, you're kind of getting like a little bit of history right there. This is the reason why some of you guys are in love with coffee, and it, it all started in Ethiopia. And it's like one of my favorite things, especially if I go to an Ethiopian restaurant, man. I love getting the coffee from there when it's created, when they do it and roast it and, and brew it traditionally. It's like one of the best things ever. But in particular, this one... Um, brand right here, the Sadamaguchi. I mean, it gives you hints of like sugar cookie, nectarine, cardamom. It has like a cardamom aftertaste, honeysuckle, and it's real silky and smooth, man. But the thing is, when you're brewing it, I mean, it has like this lemony aroma, which is like all these characteristics, these tasting notes, man, are very indicative, especially of a lot of coffees that come from Ethiopia and Kenya, you know, which brings me to the next one from Heart Roasters out of Oregon, um, heartroasters.com. There's the Kenya Kayuni. I always jack this one up. 
Kaunyu. There it is. You know, <laughs> you say stuff like <laughs> so, that in an accent. Kaunyu, <laughs> Kaunyu, Kenya Kaunyu. Okay, so you know, then um, this one's really it has like a little bit of a hint of a sweet taste to it. So it's hints of brown sugar and lemon curd, and again, it gives that lemony smell, man, that aroma when you're brewing it, man. So it's really good. I like to smoke. I like I like to smoke a full body cigar with these, with the Kenyas and the Ethiopian um, coffees, man. It's really, really good. So for me, it'd be like um, La Gloria Cubana. And that know, next time um, you're in town, man, we're gonna have to set up a podcast station at the man cave down the road from the house. Uh-huh, that'll be. And that'll we be could just smoke some cigars <laughs> and record a show there. They, they would be cool with that too. Oh, yeah. The owner is a really cool guy. Yeah. That'll be the one time we actually do a video <laughs> of the podcast. You know, that, that place is time. fun. You didn't get a chance. We didn't get a chance to go in there last time you were out here, but it's laid out really nicely. It has a big screen TV in there, oh, a man. bunch of couches. The guys, the guys who work there are cool. Really yeah. cool. I looked at their website and I really, I was like, okay, next time I, I have to go there. So I think we might be coming out there, man, next month. So yeah. Well, we'll you guys, you know, you know when you guys should happens. come out because I'm, I, I've actually finalized a date with Freddie Madball. So Madball is going to be doing a show in Vegas on, I think it's November 19th. I think it's a Friday. It's going to be at the Beauty Bar on Fremont Street. It's not up on their website yet. It's not up on the Beauty Bar yeah. website yet. But it's been finalized. So the next couple of days we'll have that up. So I was thinking, and then Freddie was saying, because they have their own podcast now as well. Freddie and Hoya from Madball have their own show. I think it's called the Smoking Gun Show, or what is it called? Smoking Word Show, something like that. It's good. It's, it's really cool, especially yeah. if you're a big fan of hardcore music and, and Madball. So, I mean, he was saying that the four of us should do like a, a podcast extravaganza. They're on our show. We're on their show. We're all hanging out that weekend. So, I mean, just keep that in mind. I think that that's going to be fun. Dang, I wish I, I wish I could make it that weekend. Actually, that's the weekend I'm doing a, a rifle and pistol, you know, street training course with Sonny Pazuka. Is like one of the baddest ex-Russian Spitznas out there, man. And like if you're gonna if you're in the firearms and you're gonna go and really like up your training, this is a guy you have oh, awesome. to come and train with, man. It may not I mean, be it may not be the 19th, so I'll get back to you on that date. Okay, but let me know. But it's in yeah. November for sure. Yeah. Okay. And I know Freddie's coming out here in October, so you should just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it in Houston. <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Do the same thing. So yeah, man. So yeah, that, that's that's. See, that's what I'm talking about. When you, for me, right there, coffee, cigars, firearms. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good time right there for me, man. So again, we were, we were talking about just transitioning to other things, man. What what the passion pulls you. This is what we're talking about right here, and you can just hear it when we talk about it. So yeah, man. So. The last two that I want to talk about, these two guys are actually from Houston. Um, the, other one, the first one is uh, Maya Roasting. Um, really good. I mean, this guy is so really cool, man. And he his beans are, like, top-notch. He roasts them himself. It's not like he's got, like, this big batch of this company doing it for him or whatever. And he what I really like about you know what I really like about him is that he goes to these countries. He works with the farmers directly. A lot of these, a lot of these roasters do that I bring up. That's one of the reasons why I like to support them because they actually support the the growers. You know, it's not all about trying to get a label just to say, oh, fair trade, organic, or whatever. These guys, they go down and they they get a business relationship with these folks. So they're not necessarily going through a cooperative, you know, a fair trade companies all working together. Where a lot of times when you see fair trade. A lot of times that doesn't say what you think it says. They're not doing what you think they're doing. Okay, so sometimes just like if you go to a farmer's market or whatever, there are some things you may get at a farmer's market that, okay, they're growing it directly. They're they're not spraying it with pesticides or whatever, but they don't have that organic, you know, symbol on their products because that costs money 
to get that little USDA organic on it. It costs millions of dollars. These guys don't have that kind of money. So, but my thing is, when you get to know that farmer, you know how they're growing things. You get to go to their farm and see how they're growing their plants and everything and watch them. Then that should be enough, which, I mean, all these places that claim to be organic and have that label on their food and their coffee as well. How do you know? Were you there? Well, it's USDA. Well, I mean, really? It's a government agency. <laughs> you know, it's like, do we really, I mean, guess who else is an agency? FDA. We see how that works out a lot of times with a lot of drugs. So come on. I think you have to look so, for companies that self-regulate, right? Like, yeah, like no exactly. one knows the quality controls that I do for my supplements, but they're fairly extensive. Right. I get certificate of analysis from my source to yeah. make sure everything is contaminant-free. And then I, I use an FDA-approved lab to bottle and cap the product. And they also right. do extensive testing. So I pay two times to make sure everything is clear. And if anything yeah. is remotely tainted, not only would I not push it through, but this company wouldn't bottle and cap it because they, they're going to protect themselves. They're not going to they're not going to bottle and cap something which may get someone sick and then they get sued. Right. Yeah, they're not going to do that. So, the, so it's it's not now. Does every supplement company do this? No. A lot of them do. A lot of them don't do jack. A lot of them bottle and cap it in their garage and put it in a bottle and send it yeah. to you. So you have to. A lot of them are not even bottling cap at all. They're <laughs> yeah. just throwing their names names on it, yeah. and then you know, oh, I got sick from this. Well, we didn't do it. We actually got it from so and so. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, really? So here's the here's the difference between that. So the difference of what you're doing, and also these farmers, like I'm talking about at the farmers market, whatever. Here's here's people, here's business owners that I can approach and talk right. to. You know, you're there. You're not this faceless company that's just taking my money. You know, any of your customers can send you an email. You reply back to them. Any of my customers, they email me. I reply back to them. You know, so we're not it's not being sent over to India or the Philippines or something like that. Having someone handle it with something that's written down in a binder. And they give you these these generic responses, blah, blah, right. blah. Or they got an FAQ list where if they ask you this, tell them that. If they ask this, tell them that. It's right. not that situation, right. you know, because everybody's going to be different. So I think that's where the big difference is. That's the reason why I like roasters like this, man. And that's the reason why I like the fact that they actually go and they work with the farmers. So I can actually ask them, like, well, man, you know, how do they deal with, you know, hey, I went to Costa Rica where, you know, everybody claimed there were no chemtrails. Next thing you know, I see chemtrails. So that means they're spraying in the air. You know, how do I mean, do they... Do they have any way to guard this? Do they use like the little, the little like greenhouses or whatever to grow their coffee plants to kind of protect it, you know, from the air and the environment? Do they do this, that, and that? And they can tell me all these different things, man. So that's why I like, you know, the guy over at Amaya. So you can go to his website, it's amayaroasting.com. And one of my favorites from him is uh, the Finca. <laughs> Here's the thing in the coffee community. There's some, there's some snotty, snooty little things that were said over there as far as how to pronounce things. <laughs> you know, I remember when you look and you see Finca bourbon, because, you know, for those of us that like quality alcohol, you know, you think it's Finca bourbon. But then I've been told that it's no, it's Bourbon. I'm like, dude, that's bourbon. Okay, that's just <laughs> like that, that takes us back. That takes us back to Leroy a couple of weeks Leroy. ago. Like Leroy, and then there's Leroy. <laughs> you know, so so think of bourbon. You know, out of Guatemala, man. And, you know, this is really, I, I really like this one, man. This one here is for people who don't want this really kind of just really strong coffee. They want something really smooth and light and kind of fruity. So you know, it has like hints of tamarind raspberry cane sugar so it's a real it's really good with a mild cigar like a cao black man so or like an oliva so it's just really good for that and then last is boomtown coffee um 
And this is for people who don't want all this fanciness with their coffee. They just want coffee. You know, so the brand I suggest from them is the Spindle Top, which is a blend of, you know, from coffee beans from Brazil, Colombia, Guatemala, Indonesia. So some very great places to grow coffee, you know, with hints of just a little hint of citrus. And it's again, it's for people who just want coffee, but they want good coffee. And it pretty much will go with a lot of things, man. And it's really good for people who like milk-based coffees. So whether it's soy or whether it's, you know, traditional dairy. So those are my five right there. Cuvee, PTs, Heart Roasters, Amaya, Boomtown, you know, the San Jose Ocaña, the Sadama Gucci, and the Kenya Kaunyu, <laughs> and then the Finca, Finca Bourbon, and then the Spindle Top, man. Those are my, my top choices right now. Now, six months from now, I probably I might discover something new. I know I will. It's been that way because I think the last time I did this probably over a year ago. You know, only a couple of these roasters appeared in that list, but definitely the coffees have changed. You know, that's the thing about it. A lot of times these coffees are seasonal. So there are going to be coffees that you might see on their website that you can purchase now. You may not be able to anymore because, again, that crop, you know, it might be done for a while. You know, so or, you know, that business relationship may be coming to an end just for the fact that, you know, other guys want to come in and, and work right. with these folks. So yeah, that's the thing. So you might find it at another coffee roaster under a different name, even though it's coming from the same farm, from the same country. So it's just funny how that works. This whole slew of politics that goes on in the coffee world that people have no idea about when you just go and get your fake but not fake anymore pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. And there's just so many political things that are behind that cup of coffee that, you know, a lot of people would never understand, man. So it's even to the fact, well, I, I like to say this much about social media. It can be powerful for the fact that once Starbucks got ousted for not actually using an actual pumpkin in their pumpkin spice latte, you know, then they claim that they wouldn't change it now. So now it actually uses real pumpkin, you know, in their, in the flavoring. You know, one, so they change it. Not that I'm saying it's probably, <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say that's all they need. Exactly. Now that I'm saying that they're using like 100%, you know, True organic pumpkin or whatever else. Armin, you could just you could just get a cup of coffee at home. You get some pumpkin pie spice powder. Put a little teaspoon of that. Put some coconut milk in there or something. Blend it up. Bam. There you go. Well, here's the thing. It's like even when you grind your coffee, you know, add some cardamom. Mm, Okay. Add a little bit of cinnamon and then add some pumpkin spice. You know, to that. A you're putting that in there before you even brew the coffee. So you've ground it up and put that in and shake it up. And you're also for some of you people, especially if you use good quality coffee. You're reducing the risk of having, you know, to be like have high inflammation yeah. with that because you put in these anti-inflammatories in there, these ingredients with your coffee. And if you're using quality coffee, you know, like the ones I just mentioned, you, you're not worrying about having these stomach issues. Now, if you go into a Starbucks, yeah, your stomach is going to be jacked up. You know, they're not worrying about quality control. They're trying to make a buck. It's a corporation. That's what corporations do. So keep that in mind. But there's so much. And if you want to make your own like pumpkin spice, you want to make your own like simple syrup. There are so many like recipes online, especially like on Pinterest. Just type it in and you'll find all these simple recipes or you can just follow me on Pinterest and follow my board, my coffee board. I have all types of this stuff in there that I share on Pinterest. So and just type in my name, Sincere Hogan. That's all you have to do with Final Pinterest right there. Keep it very simple. I have a lot of these things, man. So you don't have to sit there and rely on these corporations who just want a quick buck from you and could care less about the quality of the product that they're giving you. You know, you can take, take matters in your own hands. You'll be a lot healthier, and you'll be able to enjoy these things a lot better. And they'll actually taste like whatever it is you think that they're supposed right. to be. The pumpkin spice will actually taste like pumpkin spice. You know, so that's just my little tip with that. So, yeah. So that, that concludes uh, my little tip for you know, National Coffee Day. A week <laughs> <laughs> hey, better yeah, late exactly. than never. Yeah, exactly. Better late than never. 
Well, cool, man. I think we'll wrap it up there. A lot of good information. Cool. Remember to use that coupon code, folks, LLA. Go get 10% off the best nutrition supplements around at MikeMahler.com. You've got my recovery oil to help improve your sleep. Restorezyme, get rid of those aches and pains, give you better workout recovery, and also to prevent your bathroom from looking like a crime scene, number one benefit. Got the testosterone booster. Get that sex drive up, the estrogen down. Get on EC. Get your workouts going. Get stronger, faster, leaner. Feel great. So all of that at MikeMahler.com. And how about with you, man? Same thing, man. Hop, hop over to NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the same coupon code, 10% off everything over there. Since we're talking about coffee, you can even get 10% off of my Costa Rican Cheria doors, which you can pretty much, again, go and make your own coffee, make your own pour-over coffee. You don't necessarily have to go to the coffee shop and get charged five, six, eight times, you know, as far as the markup. Do it yourself right there, man. And the coffee's going to probably taste a lot better, especially when you get those coffees I just mentioned. Grind it yourself, fresh, and use that Cheria door, man. Make a good cup of coffee pour over on your own and so much better and you can take a Cheerio door anywhere with you so you can even travel with it man oh and if you're not into coffee it works with tea as well so the only thing is with the tea unlike the coffee instead of two tablespoons of tea it just depends if it's a black tea then you probably want to go with about a tablespoon at per cup instead of two tablespoons per cup because one thing about it for some reason it's very concentrated when you pour that hot water over the tea it can become very very strong man so that's a, that's a little hint for my tea drinkers out there. Um, for people that like green tea, you can use it for that as well. Here's the cool thing about that. With the green tea, here's a little formula for you. Instead of just, don't, first of all, don't use boiling hot water. Okay, so you want your water to be about, I believe, about 145 degrees. Pour it over there, but then finish, before you finish off and fill the entire cup, fill it up to about three quarters of a cup. And that last quarter, use cold filtered water. And that's going to change the complexity and the taste of your green tea, especially the Japanese green tea. So keep that in mind. Yeah, you got that one for free. Okay, so, again, you can go over there and get that. You can get the weight management program I spoke about earlier, all that, 10% off, ebooks, DVD, all that great stuff. And last but not least, you can hop over to Patreon, become a monthly supporter of the show. Go to patreon.com slash LLA podcast and become a monthly supporter by starting with five, ten bucks, or even more. All that helps keep the show going and growing. Oh, and one more honorable mention, iTunes, Stitcher, all those good things. Share the episode. Let everybody know about it. Rate us. Review us. Get on social media. Let the world know about the LLA show. All right, folks? So that's going to wrap it up for this week. We've done a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of listening to you talk <laughs> here. Shit. <laughs> we have been some talking asses right here, man. Good. <laughs> It's the beauty of having a guest. We can take a break. <laughs> if they're interested. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you guys All on right, the next take show. Take care, take everyone. Care.